Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630-CHAD. Stopper, Brendan Scott joining you. This is Oilers now. We got a back-to-back game night. The Edmonton Oilers in Ottawa coming off a 4-2 victory last night. We opened up with a little bit of GNR. Their sole number one overall hit born uh, back on this date in 1962. Izzy straddling from Guns N' Roses and man oh man if you were uh, in your teens or in your early 20s in the late 1980s early 1990s uh, Guns N' Roses off the charts that's all there is to say I mean talking about partying like rock stars those guys did it in fact didn't didn't straddling like leave in like 1991 and some would say that band was never the same after others would say what are you talking about anyhow this is Oilers now it's brought to you by Digitex buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca, e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Jam-packed edition of orders now for you. We will uh, start it off by uh, hooking up some uh, thoughts of last night's game. The orders, uh, yesterday's game, a matinee affair that saw Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl each pick up four points. Um, way out in front now in the NHL scoring race. The orders, by the way, are now 21 Eight and two in their last 31 hockey games overall, which is about 104, 105 point pace on the season. So they're going pretty good. They get Ottawa again today. Uh, we'll give you our best bet for the lineup because we don't 100% know. As part of uh, tonight's game, the proceeds for the Remax 50-50 online that uh, you can jump aboard uh, at edmontonoilers.com will go to support equipment and programming uh, for the Humboldt Tribute Center. We're encouraging fans to purchase 50-50 tickets at edmontonoilers.com. And if you're in Saskatchewan listening to the show, because as you know, uh, a lot of us tends to be provincial in terms of the legalities in around things like charitable organizations and that sort of thing. Fans in Saskatchewan that are uh, kind enough to listen to us here in Oilers. Now, if you want to support this project, you can visit broncostributecampaign.com, and we will have uh, a guy that uh, survived uh, the bus crash and is currently, I believe, uh, getting involved in broadcasting, and that is Tyler Smith, former Humboldt Bronco, will join us at about 12.20 today. And then... Our regular Thursday contributors to the show. Sportsnet uh, Oilers color analyst, Louis DeBrusque. From the NHL Network, for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, the one and only 
Kevin Weeks. And a reminder, Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar. And at 135 today, Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, the one and only George LaRock. All right, let's get to it. Here's how you can get hold of us. You can reach us at any time on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Find everything you'll need for your next flooring project at 143rd Street and 111th Avenue or at ashleyfinefloors.com. You can also uh, jump aboard on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. We're back in Stage 1. That means uh, the River Cree, the casino portion, is not open. But they do have multiple Dreamcatcher Spawn Stay packages available for booking now. You can reach them at 1-844-425-2733 or visit rivercreeresort.com. Stay uh, backslash stay. Okay, we got the Oilers and the Ottawa Senators again, and that's our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Get your AC today. No payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. The Edmonton Oilers, by the way, are 8-0 and now on the season against the Ottawa Senators. Leon Dreisettle, I mean, the caliber, the class of the goals that the Oilers scored yesterday. The Dreisaitl power play goal. Then the Dreisaitl goal from the end line that was just off the charts that stunned Marcus Hogberg. And then the eventual game winner from Connor McDavid, which was almost identical to a goal that he scored in Ottawa during the 17-18 season uh, where he walked uh, Mike Hoffman last night. It was walking Chris Tierney. Uh, he shot far side on uh, Craig Anderson, uh, low to the uh, stick side on Anderson uh, back in 2018, went shelf uh, last night on Hogberg. Those three goals, spectacular. Edmonton gets a victory. Uh, solid performance, I thought. From the line of Jujar Karen, Devin Shore, and Archibald, RH, Cahoon, and Yamamoto, quiet. Turris and Cassian and Chason were at least, uh, even in the game. And, uh, there was, it was a strange game. The Oilers outshot Ottawa quite significantly, 17-7 in the opening period. Senators had a good second period. I thought Edmonton responded with a solid third. The Oilers did a good job in back pressure and supporting the play defensively and ultimately got the victory because they've got two of the best players in the world. Who, by the way, Connor McDavid now, Four goals, 20 points in eight games against the Senators this year, plus six. And he's not the highest-scoring other player against uh, Ottawa. That would be Leon Dreisaitl, who has scored more goals this season against the Senators than any other player in the Senators' team history has scored against them in a single year. Dreisaitl's got 10 goals, 21 points in eight games against Ottawa this year, jumping past both Joe Sackick and Owen Nolan, who scored uh, eight as a member of the Quebec Nordiques in eight games played uh, back in the 1990s. To the game day lineup report for North 49 home inspections, professional and thorough home inspections for the Edmonton Oilers. I can't tell you 100% what's going to happen. Dave Tippett, Oilers head coach, uh, did say today, Media availability. Uh, that they're, they're looking at a couple different things. We do know Mike Smith's going to start in goal. He's 13, 3 and 2 this season with a 2.41 goals against the average and the 919 save percentage. The Oilers coming out of this uh, game fifth in the league in goals for 3.28. They're now 15th in goals against. Edmonton's uh, second in the NHL on the power play at 26.6. They struck for a power play beauty yesterday. Penalty killing is now up to 17th in the league at 78.8%. So do the math, and you're at 105.4%. And if you're at 105 in the NHL combined, you're in a decent spot. Uh, yesterday, the orders went McDavid, Dreisaitl, Pugliarvi. Yes, the Pugliarvi's been a little quiet of late. It's not scored in eight games. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins with Cahoon and Yamamoto yesterday. Cahoon with a big hit on Riley. 
It's been, uh, as we know, uh, Kyder Yamamoto missed a game. Uh, what was it, about five or six games ago? Turris was with Cassian and Chase on three right shots. We'll get a thought from Zach Cassian coming up momentarily. Jujar Kerr, as I mentioned, was Sean Archibald. I thought those guys were good. Nurse with Barry. Darnell Nurse this year leading the NHL with 13 goals, 12 of which are at even strength. He leads the NHL defenseman at even strength goals with 12 uh, and goals with 13 overall. He's got five goals in eight games against the Sens. And Tyson Barry picked up a couple of assists yesterday. He now has 13 points in eight games and is plus nine against Ottawa this year. The Oilers ran with Russell and Larson yesterday, Jones with Bear, and we may see those pairings again. Edmonton seven points behind Toronto in second spot. Winnipeg's in Montreal tonight. Um, Winnipeg at one point behind the Oilers at 49, the Canadians at 43, but with four games in hand. As a result of last night's game uh, and the Toronto result, the victory over Montreal in regulation, the Athletics' Dom Lucician has uh, the Leafs at 100% to make the playoffs, Edmonton at 98, Winnipeg at 98, Montreal at 95, Vancouver, if they get back up and running, at 6%, and the Calgary Flames at 2%. And those numbers for both Calgary and Vancouver are higher than what Sports Club Stats currently has them at. Into Ottawa, they come into tonight's game 8-8-4 eight, eight at home this year. We're thinking we're going to see Anton Forsberg, who the Oilers signed to be their HL goalie this year, uh, then the whole taxi squad situation uh, happened. Forsberg was waived by Edmonton, claimed by Carolina, waived by Carolina, claimed by Winnipeg. Winnipeg ended up uh, getting Eric Comrie back and waived Forsberg, and now he's been in Ottawa. He's played three games this year. He's got a 1-1-1 one, one, and one record of 3.28 goals against average, 9.20 save percentage. Shabbat and Zaitsev, Riley and Zuber, their top two pairings, a whole new third pairing for the Sens, Eric Branson with Eric Branson. Branson came over in the uh, deal from Eric Stone. Branson's uh, an unrestricted free agent. We'll see if Pierre Dorian can move him at the deadline. Norris with Kachuk and Paul yesterday. Tierney with Stutzla and Batherson in eight games this year. Stutzla has got three goals against Edmonton, but he's gone minus 10. Uh, they had Clark Bishop with Ryan Dezingle, who is also a UFA, and Connor Brown. Artem Anisimov was with Formanton and uh, Dadnov yesterday. The Sens dead last in the league. Goals against 3.73 goals against per game. That's your game day lineup report for North 49 Home Inspection. Again, Tyler Smith, survivor of the Humboldt bus, uh, bus crash, coming up in about three minutes' time. We head into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. Now, these clips are from this morning. Here's Dave Tippett on how the Oilers have played the Sens this season. You know what? We we prepare for each team, and you know, you know who you're playing against, but we prepare... You know, it doesn't matter what our record is against them. We we prepare for that game in hand, and you know our guys have done a pretty good job of making sure that we're we're ready. I thought last night we had a really good first period. We wanted to go out and and really uh, get a jump early, and we we did that. So every game is a it's a different game. You don't look back at the ones you know and rest on your laurels or or worry about defeats you had you had you got to show up to that game that's right in front of you and do your best and that's what we try to do every game all right that's dave tippett we'll get back into the oilers now audio vault a little bit later on on today's edition of oilers now but at this time we'd like to welcome uh one of the uh surviving players from the humboldt uh bus crash tyler smith we will tell you that proceeds for tonight's 50 50 will support equipment and programming at the future humboldt 
Tribute Center. We encourage fans to purchase 50-50 tickets at EdmontonOilers.com backslash 50-50. Again, if you're in Saskatchewan and you want to support the project, you can visit BroncosTributeCampaign.com. We welcome to the show Tyler Smith. Tyler, it's Bob Stoffer. How you doing? Bob, I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Uh, did I... Did uh, I know? And I want to thank Patrick Garland for helping set this up. Did we pull you out of school? <laughs> no, actually, I think I'm all set. I'm on lunch, so that it works perfectly. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, maybe educate our listeners right now. Uh, you are in school, and what are you taking? Yeah, I'm actually taking television broadcasting at Nate. So it's been a it's been a great program so far. Super, uh, obviously, hands on, and and then, yeah, I've learned a ton. All right. Well, uh, just remember, the guys that make money in TV and radio all sell. Okay, that's the first. That's the first lesson that you need to know. We are all we are all salesmen. We are all salesmen in one form or the other. Uh, I, I think Arthur Miller once wrote that in a, a fairly significant play back in the 1950s. A guy who, by the way, was once married to Marilyn Monroe or dated Marilyn Monroe. Anyhow, look. Uh, thanks for taking time to uh, uh, to uh, join us here on Oilers now again tonight as part of the 5050. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be directed towards uh, funds to assist uh, in, in the Humboldt campaign. Uh, three years ago, uh, a couple days ago, obviously, uh, uh, just, uh, I mean, take us, take us through the journey that you've gone on here over the last, uh, over the last three seasons and just how challenging it's been. And uh, I, I, can't, I can't even fathom what it would be like, Tyler. Yeah, Bob. I mean, I guess that's just it. It's been a journey. It's been uh, it's been a lot of ups and downs and a lot of good and bad days. And I think it's just being able to 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 feel the constant love. I mean, even three years post. I mean, I was kind of worried that oh, are people going to forget? Like, is is this kind of it? And no. I mean, you're seeing your your Jeremy Ronix. You're seeing all these guys on Twitter still tweeting. You know, hashtag humble strong. And I mean, it, as simple as it is, I mean, it goes a long way. And I think that love and support is definitely. Um, essentially what kept, at least for myself and my family, going through a lot of the hard times. And, I, I mean, I still can't thank um, everybody, not even just from Canada, enough for the constant love and support that we re- we've received. And, I mean, it's, uh, like I said, it's been, it's been very beneficial in our uh, healing journey. I know that uh, you've commented a lot on uh, mental health, and we look at things completely differently. I've got a couple of friends that were on the Swift Current uh, Broncos uh, bus crash, and that wasn't available to them at that time, at the same age that you were going through. And and uh, you know, for 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 some of the survivors, it's it's it, it's a real challenge because there's such a. Uh, you know, a, a, a significant loss, and and so maybe you could just speak to that as to, you know, maybe why we're at, we're at a better place and how that's helped you along in terms of the grieving process. Yeah, I mean, I think the the stigma starting to shift. I mean, even before the accident, I mean, I wasn't going to be a guy that comes into the room and and tells all the boys how I'm feeling. I mean, that's just not what we did, and that's just not what we grew up on. And I mean, I just can't even imagine for those Swift Current guys. I mean. It's just at the end of the day, we need to take care of it. And I mean, for for us, a group of 18 to 20 year old kids who just went through something that I hope nobody ever goes through again. I mean, we had no idea how to navigate. And I know I can't speak for everybody, but at least for myself, I mean, I never even understood what vulnerability, courage or mental health really meant in general. So, I mean, to be able to to hopefully shed some light on it now and try and end the stigma is a is a big thing. Uh, for for you personally, you were not. Were you not in the hospital for a couple of weeks after the accident? 
Uh, I was in there for 13 days. For 13 days. Um, I mean, do you sit there at times and catch yourself kind of reliving uh, in terms of being in the hospital and the aftermath and that sort of thing? Or does there come a point where you, like, I I would have no idea what what, what that experience is like. Do you you progress beyond it? Like, how, sort of take us through uh, that end of it and and to, to get kind of out on the other side here. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of uh, lessons along the way. And, I mean, there's been a lot of triggers as well. I mean, I can honestly say, I mean, only a couple months ago, I was having, you know, just some casual drinks with some friends, and a song comes on and that triggers. And, I mean, I start bawling. And, I mean, it's just trying to navigate those those triggers and navigate those really hard times. I mean, every time I see a, a semi, I, every time I see a bus, I mean, everything comes rushing back. And, I mean, it's it's not easy to deal with those you know, those memories. I mean, at least from, from the accident day, I don't remember anything, which is, I mean, what, like I said from the beginning of probably a huge blessing in disguise, but I think for any human, I mean, at least for me, I mean, it's natural to almost want to remember. I mean, it's natural to, for me to want to remember that last time I saw my billet brother. I mean, that last time I saw all the boys on the bus, that last time, I mean, all that. So, I mean, it's, it's tough to navigate to say the least. Yeah, uh, we had uh, Chris Joseph on last Monday, and uh, he did an unbelievable job sort of equivocating how he felt, just as you were doing, Tyler, right now. And I, I mean, I, 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 do you kind of get used to to talking about it? I mean, because I don't think anybody, people that are listening, they're driving around right now, they're sitting in the office, and, and they can't even fathom what it would be like to go through. And, and I don't think there's any right or wrong way to look at a situation when you're involved in something like that uh but you can you can you maybe speak to some of the courage that uh you, you know the, the the grieving parents and brothers and sisters that lost family members have shown through this whole process and the leadership that they've shown as well I mean, I, I have so much love and admiration for every single one of them. And I'm not just saying that just because, I mean, Chris Joseph, for one, I mean, there's a guy I can I can pick up the phone and give him a call whenever whenever I need, and he's going to be there. I mean, his wife, Andy, his kids, I mean, it's just that, that unconditional love that they, they give and the way that they continue to inspire through um, something. I mean, I yeah, I just can't imagine the, the position they're in so the, to, to be able to do what they're doing and, and at least you know like we're talking about chris i mean he's he's trying to you know just bring positive change to the world which is so admirable and i just i i like i said i mean i'm even at a, a loss for words right now too because i mean they all of the parents and all the families just make me so speechless at how much i mean just how much strength and courage they truly have yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's interesting. Uh, you talked about change, and we, we spoke a bit about that with Chris last week. And by the way, we'll mention uh, that uh, this is going to be part of the Oilers television broadcast tonight, uh, but and the Oilers radio network broadcast tonight. But do you follow yourself? Do you do you catch yourself following what's going on with some of the legalities uh, involving the individual that was involved? Uh, you know, the, there is a potential that he could ultimately be deported. Conversely, do you look at maybe the necessity to change uh, and increase the driving standards for uh, you know? Those, those, hey, we all know how important uh, drivers that help bring us food and those sort of things are, and on semis and that sort of thing. But do, do, do you catch yourself still catching the news with that? stuff yeah i mean i definitely try to i mean find a balance where i'm not consuming myself with it but then again i mean when i see the josephs or the lucans or whoever it is advocating for 
um, positive change in the in the world of truck driver training, then I'm all for it. I mean, I'm I'm going to share. I'm going to do everything possible because it needs to happen. And I mean, unfortunately, it, it took this event to to bring it to this. But I mean, we can't just keep sitting back. And I mean, I just like once again. I mean, I have so much respect for what the Josephs specifically are doing to try and bring about that change, not just in Alberta, not just in one province, like Canada wide, and it needs to happen. So you want to get into the broadcast business. You want to be a play-by-play guy. Do you want to be a pundit or an analyst? Remember, you got to get involved in sales. That's where the real money is. But uh, what are you specifically looking to get out of that course at Nate, Tyler? Uh, yeah, I think, honestly, just looking to get um, just experience and knowledge. And, I mean, I know that uh, the broadcasting world is a, is a tough world to get into. But I think just being able to – I mean, I love sports. I, and not just hockey. I love the – whole aspect of sports in general so to be able to somewhat be on the front lines of it is something that really um, I'm passionate about and um, I'm definitely a guy that just takes it day by day so we'll see what kind of doors open and and we'll see what kind of connections are made and uh, yeah I mean I don't have any major end goals or anything like that but I just love to be a part of it. Uh, Tyler, I'm going to get you to put your analyst hat on here as a former player. Uh, I remember Chris Knobloch, and the Oilers played a factor in Chris ending up with the Erie Otters, but the night that the Edmonton Oilers won the lottery, uh, Chris texted me uh, that night and said, Bob, I just want you to know uh, you're obviously going to be taking McDavid, and he said there's going to be times four or five years or five or six years into doing his games where you're going to see him make a play and you're going to say, I've never seen him do that before. Do you ever just kind of marvel I mean, given that you played at a very high level yourself in terms of a high-speed skill and ability that a guy like Connor McDavid has. It's mind-blowing. I mean, I, I still have conversations with adults, whoever it may be, and they're just like, how is this even possible? And, I mean, I truly couldn't even imagine playing against him. I remember playing against Kale McCarr when he was in Brooks, and I would be on the ice trying to follow him, but I'd just catch myself watching him because he was that good. And, I mean, for Connor, it's just... I mean, it's truly, truly incredible to watch. And, I mean, the thing is that a lot of people don't know is he's an incredible human being, too. I mean, we did an Oilers dressing room tour, and he was eating, and he took the time to to get up from his meal and and have a conversation with us. And that just shows how much character and um, genuine kindness he has inside his soul. So. Do you have another uh, another favorite player from around the league, Tyler, that you keep an eye on all the time? Uh, a lot of Oilers fans might hate me for this, but I'm a big Crosby guy. Um, I've been a Penguins fan since the 05 Winter Classic, and I got the chance to meet him not too long ago. And, I mean, they're, once again, another salt-of-the-earth salt human being. So I've always been a, a big, big Crosby fan. But, I mean, I just marvel at all the talent across the league, and honestly. Tyler, it's uh, it's great to hear from you. It's a great thing that's taken place tonight with the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation, the 50-50. Continued success at your program with at uh, Nate. And uh, remember, understand the sales component end of it for radio and TV. That's, that's where the money is, okay, my man? The best advice possible. Thanks very much, Bob. Yvette, that is Tyler Smith. He's taking uh, radio and television arts over at Nate, and he is a uh, survivor of the Humboldt uh, bus uh, tragedy and uh, we'd like to thank him again and again as a reminder for you tonight proceeds from the 5050 tonight will support equipment and programming uh, for the future humble tribute center we encourage fans to purchase 5050 tickets at the edmontonorders.com uh, website uh, backslash 5050 all right off to a global news weather traffic update with eileen bell louis debrusque when we return in oilers now oilers now with bob stoffer weekdays at noon on oilers radio 630 chad